0: Man, my name is Matthew Kroll.
1: And what is up, internet? I know socialism is a charged word, and I am Matt Nando Kelly.
0: And this is the only podcast about movies, specifically the film Ant-Man and the Wasp. Colon quantum mania. And dear listeners, the, the dulcet tones you are hearing next to mine is not our intrepid New Zealander, Mr. Shaheer Dowd. He is feeling under the weather. So I brought in my brother in arms That's at this right. point when it comes to when it comes to Marvel films. Uh, Matt, poorly
1: reviewed Marvel films. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah the right. The
0: other one I did was Eternals, right? That, that is correct. So we, yeah. we are here uh, <laughs> possibly to defend, possibly to pile on, possibly to do something else
1: uh matt from nano v movies matt thank you so much for for being matt squared again oh thank you i now i'm thinking about it though yeah maybe this is like we are an albatross hanging over kevin feige <laughs> like we if this is ever possible that means the movie will be around 50 on rotten tomatoes um,
0: oh no Oh, yeah. we have to get you. I even said, dear listeners, I even was what when I when I asked Matt to be on. I was like, hey, she Shaheer's sick. Can you please do Quantum Waning with me? Next time I promise. I did say this right or it does come in
1: my mm-hmm. head. I, yeah. did, I,
0: I did. I promise the next time we have you on, it won't have to be a Marvel movie.
1: <laughs> I mean, listen, the Marvel movies, they're interesting to talk about, especially as weird little cultural projects mm-hmm. that we're all part of. And then on the other side. As much as it's interesting to talk about the ones that are good, talking about the ones that are maybe less good uh, is also very interesting. Yeah. So, you know, if the horizon is at the top, it's interesting at the bottom. It's interesting in the middle. It's boring. That's B- that a, is.
0: Uh, yeah, that is very, very yeah. true. Uh, actually, it's funny. I, I just We were just talking about this before we started recording, but uh, uh, Matt and I, don't we're not in the same city, so we don't get okay. to hang out much, but we get to hang out at cool Nebula-type things, and we did just go see uh, Abigail Thorne of Philosophy Tube's uh, The Prince premiere in New York City. We happened to be at that like 48 hours ago. So we're getting double doses here. Also, yeah. If you're not on, if you if you are on Nebula, go watch that right now. It should be out by the time this comes out. Yeah,
1: I think it went out went live yesterday. as As of right now, when we're recording this. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. So that's very, very cool. Uh, Yeah. No, I don't know. I'm. We were just talking about how we get to like leave our little YouTube bubbles and see humans in real life that
1: do the things we do, and it's Mm. nice. It's great. It's awesome to just see people and also. To, it's awesome to see YouTubers in the world. It's also awesome to see YouTube in the world, and like with this or Patrick's movie, like see some uh-huh. YouTube thing break out into a live screening. Like that, that is just kind of cool and interesting. Changing the. Um, potential of what some of these projects can be so, actually uh,
0: yeah. one of the big points of conversation at the after party and and i don't think you were in the circle when this was happening or maybe someone asked you this as well so i'm going to spring this on you in the spot and if you don't have one i'll say mine before i swing it back okay. to you uh so nebula does a ton of like just kind of like letting creators do like a big thing patrick willems yes. did night of the coconut abigail did the prince um you know the the the, the they're starting to just break into other spaces Matt, is there something in in your wheelhouse or even outside of it? If 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 you were given carte blanche to do
1: a thing that would make mm-hmm. sense
0: in the Nebula Breakout world, what would that be?
1: Okay, so I got two, one, and and they're both like pitches for things that are, are either somewhat t- like together or just ideas that I had. So like the first one, I love game shows and I love hosting game shows. I, I like competing on game shows too, but I've always thought it would be fun. To do a uh, Great British Bake Off for video essays on Nebula, <laughs> where we just pull three people in, make them watch a movie they've never seen, and okay. give them a day to come up with something. Uh, and so that was one of mine. The other one is, I mean, I've got a bunch of weird little scripts for, or like treatments for movies that I could uh, I could see kind of maybe being somewhat connected to education in a way that makes it makes sense in Nebula. So sure. one of those. But yeah, I don't have a specific one in mind that I think makes the most sense. There's one about museums that I was actually talking to Patrick with. Uh, so that one probably, but okay. that one needs to bake a little bit more. What about you? I will,
0: uh, uh, my Mine personally, and I hope one day, I'm going to say this, I'm going to put it out in the universe in case it ever happens. I want to figure out a slight modification on... Um, Ac- on uh on on uh, basically actual plays for tabletop rpgs oh cool i, I want to i want to with again sort of with creators in this sort of space and i want to have it sort of be in a fluid enough world i don't know how familiar you are with that or like i mean the, the big dogs in the game are obviously a critical role a lot of dimension 20 stuff actually yes. you've been
1: on dimension 20's game show before haven't you uh i was yeah i was part of i was on uh um actually so yeah the oh, co- yeah. The, the dropout yeah connected yeah. universe um yep uh, yep. Yeah. So, and I was on it with Matt Mercer from Critical Role. Right? I know, so, I know yeah, that. I yeah, to both. Yeah. Uh,
0: but so, yeah, I, 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 I have a few sort of small ideas on how to do it, but I'm also like secretly pulling mm. pulling the the strings of creators. And actually, I get to ask you this now: Do you play any tabletop RPGs?
1: I, I do not. There's there have been two times in my life where it's been like, hey, you could do this. Like, someone has offered me uh, in on it, and I've always had. My my problem is always I have a schedule that just does not conform with, like, stuff like that a lot of times because of YouTube and just, like, needing to, you know, have days where I'm just working or or whatever. Um, I've always been, like, interested in it. And, and yeah, it's, like, it's the same reason I'm not good with, like, Destiny and stuff like that is I'm not always down for the raids. Right, right, Uh, right. But, well, yeah.
0: If you are ever interested, I will put you on my ever-growing list of uh, oh, people that would play a one-shot just for fun, not for cameras, not for anything to see if you like it. Because I love bringing people in. I don't know if yeah. th- this is a great for an audio medium, but right behind me is a very small yeah. battle map that I have built uh, it's for very some stuff cool. yeah. uh, using some Dwarven Forge. But yeah, uh, we are not here to talk about the small battle map in the in the Ooh. camera that we cannot that you cannot see. Uh, we are here to talk about another big small movie, Ant Man right. and the Wasp. Quantumania. Uh, my, my going into this, I'm on the edge, Matt. I I mm. I am not thrilled with the MCU currently. Mm-hmm. Black Panther knocked like pa- Black Panther Wakanda Forever pulled me kind of back off the edge, but I'm still like on it. I'm teetering. Right. Uh, the more I think about multiverse, the more I think about uh, love and Thunder. They were not films that resonated with me. I think they mm-hmm. they have fun bits and I've enjoyed them. But I, I'm i on this show specifically for years. I'm the Marvel shill. I, right. I love this universe and loved everything so intently. Uh, honestly, up to
1: I think I think multiverse was my first like gut punch for me
0: in a weird mm. way.
1: So everything up to Eternals or I guess far from home. Would have come right after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No and, way home was right after that.
0: And Eternals. It's funny. I, 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 I know it was middling, but I also mm-hmm. like still don't look back on like at it in a in a bad light. Like I, I, I believe in our conversation, uh, like we definitely found things that we enjoyed in it.
1: Like yeah, yeah. Um, I but, think it works as it. It's it's like. And I think the difference between it and the other two that you mentioned, um, Multiverse and Love and Thunder, which I agree, there's a lot of parts of those, especially Love and Thunder, I find more of where I'm picking apart and going, this really works. And then just yep. this doesn't. Right. Yep. So, those. But, um, but I think the difference is Eternal seems like it succeeded on its own terms. Yes. Like it was not trying to be Love and Thunder, but it was the movie it was trying to be. Whereas with the other ones, I'm like, eh, it seemed like they were a little unbalanced. And like, I can't imagine that was what they thought it was, you know. Like, their, their idea was uh, going in. Yeah.
0: No, and I think I – I, I don't, and we can actually – maybe there's a good place to start before we actually get into this one. Because what I what I was thinking of was this was, like, this was sort of in my
1: head going to be, like, the clean start. Like, it's technically mm. the
0: start of phase five.
1: Yep. It is. Uh, um, I think the holiday special is technically the end of four if you count it at all. I but, do. Yeah. I, I do, did, too. did you like the holiday special? I, I liked the holiday special, and I liked um, – Werewolf by Night, the two things that are good and we've both forgotten about. Like, not we both, but the whole yeah. world has kind of forgotten about. Yeah,
0: I actually have not watched Werewolf yet. It's been on my, like, like list to do. I'm glad you liked it. I loved, I watched the holiday special, I think, like, four times because I was just leaving it on in the background as, like, comfort mm. food. Uh, and I showed uh, my partner, Jamie, and a bunch, and uh, I don't know, it's, and my parents, actually, which because they yeah. like those characters. Kevin Bacon fan. Yeah. yeah.
1: If you have one of those in your life, then they're going to love it. But
0: um, so this one for me was like, all right, let's clean slate this. Let's and I understand. I I I was going into it not faulting it for being a setup movie because that's what it kind mm-hmm. of was. It seemed like to the trailers in the trailers pitched to me, did f- they need a setup movie at this
1: point? Absolutely, it was um, very like Kang's movie. Here's Kang. He's important. Like also Scott Lang and friends might be there, yeah. But like Jonathan Majors is in this one. They might was the marketing.
0: They might ride a microscopic manta ray monster. Yeah. Um, Oh god. But the the uh, here here's a thought. Why so? Why do we think before Mm -hmm. we get it? I know I keep saying before, before, before. Why do we think that? This this cinematic universe. I'll just say the franchise, the MCU, is starting to buckle. Like, is it because there's not quite like, and I'm not talking from a from a from a uh, executive producer standpoint, but from like maybe like a narrative standpoint. Like, there's no tether. There's no no one quite knows what the plan is or if the plan's there, it's not coming together. Do we think we're getting over the shared universe thing as a society? Do we think what, what What do you have? I know you got thoughts on something. I, yeah.
1: So I think phase four is, it's interesting. It's a good test case for this because we did see a lot of different shots at different kinds of like shows and movies and um, giving different creative people more control, less control. I think I, I, I it's hard to boil it down to one person. It does seem like the Chapek-Iger swap, Mm. uh, which just ended, Um, I have not heard this directly from people, but I feel like I've gotten the rumblings that it's like Chapek was pinching pennies, like pushing stuff out the door that probably wasn't finished. And Iger was a little bit more, I guess, like thoughtful or at least not quite as driven to, you know, like not push back. The Marvels to November, if either they didn't think it would perform well or maybe it needed work. Uh I think like it definitely feels like a lot of the things we got either the effects felt rushed, mm-hmm. uh, or not rushed. It felt rushed in terms of the production and um under like val like the just didn't get enough time or enough workers. Yeah. Or the stories felt like they were all close, but clearly like there was a lot of um It's what I'm looking for, like disconnection in the shows specifically, like Moon Knight and Miss Marvel between episodes like it felt like they were kind of, you know, episode four, new kind of show. And I don't think that was intentional, but I do feel like maybe with more time you could have kind of faced those closer. Yeah. Yeah. So I would like to believe it's an executive level kind of too many things too quickly, but not necessarily too many things too quickly because you can't do three movies and three shows a year or whatever but just too many too quickly um with too small of a budget and too too small of a team
0: yeah and i know the pandemic obviously happened too uh and is still happening but the the uh the the like i I blamed a lot of multiverse on sort of like where that sort of fell with wandavision and that sort Mm -hmm. of like that narrative, I'll just call it a big whoopsie doodle uh, of how they <laughs> handled Wanda, in my opinion. After, after uh, they kind of had two different Wandas in a way, and there right. was there would have been cleaner ways, I think, with either more time baking if they just didn't want to finish it and move on with their schedule to like actually like fix the the rift of either production time that got it all muddled or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. Considering there's a literal multiverse, um, but yeah, I like I like your take on sort of like. It's it's the directive swap. It's like yeah. here's here's the corporate way these things are made, and it, you you actually kind of I, I I bet you from production times the the way that the money was spent was different. Um, Absolutely. And so and I thi- think.
1: I'm oh, sorry. It'll be a while before we start feeling the actual like reverberations of this, um, because obviously like Quantum had been in the works for a while. Yeah. I do think the Marvels might be the first thing where we're like. Okay, I can feel something mm-hmm. different. Um, Even the
0: poster, the poster dropped today, I think. That's and, true. Yeah, and
1: it feels cool. Mm, like that uh, is the curse of the phase or the uh, the what is it? Poster one. Yeah. Before they all get big giant heads and stuff. Um, the Disney. Some of the. I mean, Ant Man was my favorite ones of these. Do you remember their their yep. poster ones? Yeah, mm-hmm. those are the best. Maybe the best ones next to. I don't know. I would like the Guardians ones. Guardians um, are great. Yeah, th- those posters are great. I have some in my like in my uh, in my room here because nice. I think they're cool. Yeah, I have Hawkeye, Miss um, Marvel, and Far From Home just because mm. those three, or excuse me, and um, Homecoming because those three feature New York City. Oh, They're nice. kind of like little yeah like reminders, like oh yeah, that's New York over there. Also, I think Hawkeye might be my favorite of the of the TV shows thus far. Of the shows I Hawkeye? Just... like. Yeah, I think it's definitely not my f- favorite, like by a by a long shot, and like. Like it's it's up there in my top 3, but I do think it's grown on me.
0: Yeah, I like it, but like I I did it this year cuz it came out the didn't come out this Christmas, it came out last Christmas, right? Time yep. is a soup. Mm-hmm. Um but uh I rewatched it this Christmas cuz it felt nice. Like it was just like yeah. a small a smallish story about uh, the the least powered avenger, which I find a lot more interesting than say like Thor at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh and I don't know. So when this movie Quantum Mania a hit I was I was here I was ready for it um can I get sort of just oh actually oh I almost forgot because I'm I'm forgetting my own damn format I'm going to let everyone know what uh, IMDB says quantum mania is
1: about I'm so curious <laughs> if I had to take a guess it's like I I think it'd be very I think it'd be very light on details about something something it would be like Scott and Cassie and whatever get sucked into the quantum realm and have an adventure um, You're
0: fairly yeah. close, but I, this is interesting, okay, because mm-hmm. character-wise it's a little bit. Scott Lang and Hope Van Dyne, along with ha- Hank Pym and Janet Van Dyne, explore the quantum realm, where they interact with strange creatures and embark on an adventure that goes beyond the limits of what they thought was possible.
1: Did Catherine Newton like hit the you know person with a bat who writes these summaries? Why why did she not exist in this? She I was don't like know. the main character. Yeah.
0: Also, yeah. The two main characters are not listed, but yet they list every four other characters' yeah. full names.
1: Interesting. Very interesting. I don't know. Although the family relationship between them, I also find fascinating, and how this movie frames it as like. Grandpa and Grandma, so maybe they yeah. just wanted to be like this is what all of their this is who's related to who because it will be confusing,
0: yeah, I don't know uh anyway, uh so that's what i m d b says Matt, what did you think first impressions of of this film that we both saw very recently
1: yep well, I saw yeah, I saw it about maybe i don't know uh twenty seven twenty eight hours ago um and uh my first impressions leaving the theater that there's like two thoughts that exist. In in my head simultaneously, one is Paul Rudd is, and and I think this is something to the like to the effect of that, or this has an effect on the fact that Marvel movies can only be so bad, sure because got Paul Rudd is so watchable that I don't re and and this is true of pretty much everybody in this movie, maybe save for Evangeline Lilly, who I still don't think we figured out what the Wasps deal is. Yeah. Like she she feels like. All the rest of them feel like characters, and she feels like a robot that they switch off and sits in a dark room until the next Avengers movie. <laughs> but um, And I don't think that's her fault. I think it's just the writing hasn't yeah, I, given her anything to do. She's but, written um, that way. Yeah. But I think all, all of these characters, infinitely watchable. Kang uh, is, is interesting to watch. Some of the other minor characters that show up have, have different vibes. So I didn't find myself having a hard time enjoying some of this movie. However, and no shade to anyone that worked on it because i do feel like this is a high level directive thing it is one of the ugliest marvel movies i've ever seen and i did not like looking at the quantum realm i never have but yeah i i just hated it um i i like there were so many moments where you're like okay so they're on a red like floor with a brown background and we're giving them brown and red cloaks to wear are we trying to disguise like (laughs) are we supposed to see any of these people there was something where, like, Modoc's first big action scene, I genuinely missed it. Like, because I was just like, I don't know, he's up there somewhere being purpley <laughs> and gold, because that blends right into the brown. So, I, yeah, I, um, I think in a differently designed thing, maybe it would have worked for me more, but I could not get over the look of the whole thing being so dull. Huh. Um, yeah. Can I,
0: I? I don't want to stop you. I want you to keep going. But I, I want to say one of my points, and we can talk about yeah. it too. There are things I like about this film and things I don't like about this film. Honestly, the look and the color palette was something I actually really? done. Really, and, oh, and like wow. I, do, and this is the thing. I don't disagree with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes it was very hard to tell what the fuck was going on. But like in the, in the still moments where mm-hmm. where like it was a character and a vast space, I was like this is this is the most interesting and otherworldly thing has looked in Marvel since ego okay uh I think I might be forgetting because there's so many fucking things but like I I, I I really actually liked it the other thing I noticed and I I noticed this in the credits uh just because we stayed of course through the, mm-hmm. the double ending um it, there was a bunch of sculptors not not CG artists oh, but sculptors. Yeah. And i I pinged that because I was like the scenes where they're in the quantum realm and they're leaning or interacting with a structure or a building or something that's not CG like looked really cool and like yeah. felt like Janet's like little like like uh stranded hut that she has mm-hmm. uh, i i I thought was just very like neat looking. It had that like hexagonal, like really small microscopic rock feel, regardless. I find it so interesting. But I. But again, I. The criticism that you are laying, thousand percent on. Like I don't like, know
1: why it didn't. It didn't. Like I'm gonna ping put me. this link in the chat. This is the scene where they do the jump tap, like little father daughter moment. Yep. Okay. And like I feel like this is a good example for me. And this was released. Like this isn't like a camp. So yeah. like I think this is as close as we're gonna get to seeing what it looks like. Like the whole thing just has this really weird maroon filter over it for a lot of the action and a lot of the stuff that's. It's taking place in the quantum realm. It's so like muddy and I and like I'll put the I, link I think, in the
0: description, everybody, yeah, so sure, you can yeah. watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: One of the things that I think Marvel does sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, is a lot of they they love to use I don't know what the word is, but with music it would be diegetic lighting. Mm-hmm. They love to have the camera's glowing art like the, or the character's glowing artifact light the scene yep. and be the brightest thing in the scene. And I think they did that here with like some of the characters that have like little magic whips or the dudes with the big fishbowl heads and stuff. Yep. But like because of that, I feel like some of these scenes are lit so flatly that when you put them in a background that also kind of has a skin tone that's similar to Paul Rudd and some of these characters They just, for me, get lost in it, and um, and it it is a shame, and it's insane to me that Bill Pope worked on this. Like, I just don't understand what that was, because like, they're good, yeah. Um, but I this is, and this is why I'm like, yeah, maybe. You know, maybe sometimes we need to take more time on certain—I don't know—visual things. Yeah. But um, do we
0: know if they used what's the what's the dang the techn- volume? Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, not everywhere, but there were some shots where you're like, "That's that's some volume." Like the bits, the bit where they're flying on the um on the, the whatever it was manta ray. Yeah. Felt very volumey. Um, that scene in the bar that follows that felt very volume. Right, right. Uh, but like a lot and a lot of these like combat scenes, it's hard to tell. But it is like uh, the the problem with the volume, it's a lot easier in like movies like Thor, is everything else is so sharply out of focus and our main characters are in focus. But it mm-hmm. like it still feels like there's no depth to that scene beyond just there's them and everything else. Yes. And yeah, I think I know they used it, but I'm not sure how much.
0: I felt um, I felt like I yeah, it felt like the, the Manta Ray stuff. And again, sort of like scenes where characters weren't necessarily fighting. Um, Mm. but because that felt like a big old green screen wire thing, which again, that's what needs to happen. That's fine. Um, I wonder, I don't know. I think, I think I forgave it in the moment. Uh, one of the phase four films that I actually did have a really fun time with, was Shang-Chi. Oh, yeah. Uh, I did not love the third act in, in, um, What's the... Uh, Tao Lo. thank you. Yep. Um, because it was all CG forest. Mm-hmm. And then I think we might have actually mentioned this on the Eternals episode. I really appreciated that when they had a fight in a forest, looked like they shot it in a forest. Yeah, um, for sure. So so obviously the Quantum Realm was not that, so I was going in like expecting like, yep, but I do get the muddy thing. This scene is actually pretty damning in that in And that there's regard. that
1: one bit where... The first thing that to not spoil anything, but like the first thing that happens when our main, um, father and daughter go into the quantum realms, they get attacked by a big sun, and I'm like, it doesn't matter. It's like a little thing, but it's like, yeah, that's the sun. That's that thing that we need to light some of these scenes because the sky in this is all dark and purple, and the background is a lot. There's a lot of reds, but like, there's just there's just very little light in this movie coming from anywhere but characters, and sometimes that works. Even the scenes with, with Scott and Kang there in the trailer where they're just in a building together, mm-hmm. they're not lit. They're, they're, they're better um, because it is more controlled. But it's a very dark movie um, visually. Yeah. Somewhat dark, I guess. I mean, it's an Ant-Man movie, so it's not the darkest, you know, um, writing-wise. But, yeah. Yeah. The, and I think Kang is another one who, like, they were like, okay, so Kang's going to glow a lot. When he's up to something, so that's going to be the focus of these scenes mm-hmm. when he's shooting laser beams, or even like his mask has like a couple of lights on it when it's in blue mode. Um, and uh, but yeah, I don't know. Some of the it just, I, it's the first one of these because speaking of Doctor Strange, I think Doctor Strange looks pretty good. I think Sam Raimi is pretty solid at shooting stuff like this. Yes, um, and that's why a lot of the action scenes and just like the, just any of the set pieces, I think look as good as they ever have in this mcu and like i i'm sure it's a a studio not like studio interference but just like limit of time and budget and stuff like that but i don't i don't understand i understand the quantum realm looked like this before so of course it's gonna look like this now (laughs) but the decision to set the whole movie there and not do something to make it a little more watchable for me i i don't i still don't quite understand it
0: yeah no i mean Um, that that makes total sense i i was hoping On that note, I was hoping for some we have we have once we're in the quantum realm, we have Mm -hmm. three places. Yes, (laughs) we have reddish brown rock battlefield. Maybe sometimes Mm -hmm. we have Kang's room in the city or his dungeon, and we have that bar where we meet Bill Murray.
1: Yes, the cantina. Yeah, a lot yeah. of that.
0: Uh, mm-hmm. And I was kind of hoping, especially to your to your point with the with the sun thing. Like it looked like a sun, but then you see that it's a di- like spatially different, and uh, uh, it attacks it attacks Scott. That was a real like again, not to go back to like D D shit, but like I was like, oh, is the quantum realm going to be a bit like like the Feywild? Like the Feywild plays with time and with size a lot, and like perspective mm. on how you. Like, see things and what might attack you. Like, something might look super far away, but then it punches you in the face because you turn an angle. Oh, and, like, that's cool. And I yeah. thought that was going to be like a lot of this, like a bunch of mm-hmm. like, because once, here's, here's, now I'm going to turn my shit. The thing I didn't like about the quantum realm is it didn't feel weird. Like, yes, do the yeah. characters look weird? Sure. Is Cheezy from The Good Place, uh, uh, I gotta remember, Oh, uh, William Jackson Harper uh, in yep. it, and he's like psychic, and that's fun? Sure. Is there a dude with like a, a glass for a head that then shoots lasers in it? Yeah. Neat. But like, there is no, other than looking like um, water bears and things that live in microscopic <laughs> mm-hmm. places, nothing had any synergy to it, and and, it, and and I was like, OK, well, if there's no synergy, maybe they're going to crank the weird up because you can do that here. And they set up that sun thing, and then they never did. Uh, right. Maybe there's narrative reason. Maybe Kang like made it more like a place uh, or something. Possible. But they never yeah, say that.
1: I, it's interesting because it's it's very clearly cribbing off of the I, I never remember because there's so many versions of this that have been parodies of the other one. But the microverse or the um, like what the Micronauts are from yep. Subatomica. Right. Like and it's a, so that's like. That should give them a blank slate to just go, we've seen the quantum realm before, but this is a different thing within the quantum realm, so we are going to design this from the bottom up, and um, I mean, that that definitely doesn't feel like what happened, but also, yeah, there was that one scene in the trailer where Scott Lang splits into two guys and this I, I do feel like I've gotten an eye for it now. I'm like, that's going to be one thing, like kind of like the Mysterio bit from Far From Home, where yep. you're like, this is going to be that one visual thing that we're all like, that was pretty cool. Yep. And um, the rest of it kind of melts away. Uh, but like, yeah, I think I was kind of hoping in a in maybe that that version of it, you would have things where like like it's like, um I don't know if this is a great example, but it's kind of like uh, Inside Out, where they do just go into different places, and it's like this is the place where this works this way, and it's weird, but that's just what it is. We yeah. haven't mapped this whole place, but yeah, like it's almost like a video game. Um, yeah, if, yeah.
0: If if Quantum Mania was a video game, I'd be really pissed because it'd really be only two and a half
1: levels. <laughs> yeah. It would just be recycled hallways, like through and through. It is insane how how small of a set this was now that now that you mention it. Because yeah. like yeah. It's battlefields. It's the outside of the place where Kang lives. The, but, like, we get some big overhead shots of, like, whoa, look at all those planes and buildings and stuff. But for the most part, it's like, yeah, it's like a couple of rooms. Yeah. Or it's, and then it's the ship thing that a lot of that uh, the parents stay on. For oh, the that's the right. Movie. That's right.
0: That's right. There is a small ship. But, like, even that,
1: it's just like a pretty plain, you know, and it's nothing super exciting about yeah. it. Um,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess there's the thing the only weird things were goo based.
1: Yeah, there was a lot of
0: goo. I uh, love their you, goo. You drink. We'll start getting into spoilers because we're about halfway through. But like, they they drink goo to understand. I like that because other in other yeah. Marvel movies, when aliens come from space, they just speak English. And here, at least, they they that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so you drink the goo and you understand. You have to put your hands in goo to uh to fly the the planes. Yep. Uh. Even when, when Janet hotwires it, she has to rip, like, a viscous layer of goo yeah. off of the thing. Like, there were small moments like that that felt sort of, like, almost world building, mm. But they don't go anywhere because, uh, you know, that's not really what they want to spend the time on, I guess. Um, let's...
1: <laughs> Are we going to do a Say Something Nice segment or something like that? No. <laughs> oh, very we, we can do a Say Something Nice.
0: Uh, I... I... Th- First and foremost, I was on board with this movie and it, with all of its flaws and the things that we've laid out, that sort of thing, until the last 15 minutes. And I'll talk about that when mm. we sort of get to there. But I was like, and I don't want to say like I didn't have fun. I had fun watching this movie. Um, I, But I was forgiving a lot of little things. Right. Uh, yeah. I love these characters. I think they're fun. I think overall they're presented in very, very like neat ways. I even liked like the bit players, like uh, uh, Gentora and even Krylar, Bill Murray's guy, and like just sort of these little side characters. Mm-hmm. Uh Even the way Modok was, the setup of what Modok was, and and all of that jazz. I I dug it. Was a nice like connective point. Mm-hmm. Um, I like all that. Like I thought it was. I I, I liked having that sort of world. And I and you can tell that the characters that everyone is playing from from Paul Rudd all the way down, like, are are doing a very good job. It feels like they all like each other. They're, like, they're this family. They even do the rewording that, like, she calls Hank uh, Pym Grandpa at, at a yeah. certain point. And you're like, I guess they, like, made their own family unit. Marvel's kind of mm-hmm. about that. Like, cool, 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 cool. The thing that bucked me every time I was getting in a flow state of feeling like this was a lived-in space that, like, these characters are in and this is their familial ties that they're dealing with, et cetera, was very clunky dialogue. Hmm. I, there were way too many scenes of generic characters that in one sentence were saying interesting things to one another and talking like human beings right into, but I love you, Scott. I love you too, Cassie. Like mm. that whole like the way that people don't talk, and in a movie, yeah. in a movie, those are going to happen in certain moments. But there was a lot of that. Also, weird. I don't know if there's an editing choice or whatever. There were three or four moments where they gave Michael Douglas like I don't know, like a second longer in a shot than they needed to to mm-hmm. deliver a swear word. And I'm like, yeah. I get it. It's funny. Um, so those moments kept like knocking the emotional resonance of what was happening away. I don't mind. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of talk. I don't know if you, if you, uh, get into this discourse uh, at all, but, uh, you heard about the game. I'm Fors- sure
1: I do. Yeah. What was the discourse? Uh, the forespoken and, oh, yeah. and the discussion oh, yeah. of Marvel the, dialogue mm-hmm. and all
0: that stuff, which yeah, is not Marvel Weeding dialogue.
1: Dialogue. We've yeah.
0: been, we've been doing this forever. Mm. Uh, th- so I don't like when that sort of referenced as that, um, I don't have a problem with that kind of dialogue. I think it has a place. I like it yeah. in these movies. This wasn't that. This had a real like and it, I it it felt sort of almost like the parts that were written by committee like well we have to they have mm. to say that they love each other cuz this is the emotional crux of the movie. Like why don't we just show like we've done already in this movie that right. these characters love and care about each other. People can say other things to each other in those moments there are clever lines in this movie you've written them before let's Mm -hmm. let's do that here uh that was something that I know we were trying to say nice things that really (laughs) that really fucked up my perspective I I couldn't get over it because every
1: time I was like oh yeah oh yeah ow like it was Mm. just a weird thing sorry did you have a single weirdest line? Because I don't have one that's, like, my weirdest line, but there was one that stood out where I'm like, why is he saying that? Uh, what, what was that? What was yours? So so without... See, this does spoil. We can of, get into spoilers. Like, We're at the halfway okay. point. So everybody, yeah. spoilers now. C- congratulations. So big finale, everybody's doing all their stuff. All the, every, all the revolutionaries are coming together and doing all that. And then Scott shows up, all big, and screams, Kang! And then he says, <laughs> you... Um, We had a deal Yeah we had a deal And I'm like But not That's not what it is anymore right You're not mad that he's not giving you your daughter You're mad that he's a genocider Or something Like And then he says A man's word is his bond And that was the line specifically That I was like I don't think this is your Like This is A Not from the book if it was from the book, I'd get it if he was repeating lines that he, sure, you know, because that's just all he listens to all day. And, like, that's the joke. But it was just a really, really weird line that I did not care for.
0: I was wondering. So he said, oh, he'll, like, uh, I forget. The, the plan was him to get big and be a big distraction and do whatever I thought right. to give Cassie time or whatever. So I read it in my head. I was trying to give uh. the movie the benefit of the doubt because it does not set this up that he was just saying fucking, like, Cliche shit to like get his attention. That's and,
1: smarter. But than
0: I, that, I bet think. you that that was probably why the if those lines were early and still left in, there was probably mm. a moment where Scott had like a, you know a very Ant Man right. film thing where he's like, oh fuck, uh, yeah, we had a deal. Like you know yeah. trying to do that, but then that probably got lost, and then they just kept those lines, and then like, mm-hmm. but who, who the fuck <laughs> watches that scene and is like this? This yeah. is cool. And it's like, you have a character who's known for being funny and mm. loud, and like, and this is what we're giving him. We interrupt today's review of Ant Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania for this important message. The quantum realm is now at risk. Wait, no, wait, hold on. Actually, sorry, just got updated. It's now completely safe thanks to today's sponsor, NordVPN. <laughs> <laughs> Transitions. Whether you are a Marvel superhero shrinking down to fight a time spanning villain or just someone who wants to watch a damn Netflix show that they can't get in their current region that they live. Uh, Nord VPN can help you out with all of that. Basically, it's a virtual private network that helps you keep your browsing private, helps block phishing links, malicious ads, and uh, it even has dark web monitoring to make sure that your passwords aren't actually leaked. It's super easy, and you can start it with just a click of a button. Actually, you can turn it on and off right now. I'm doing it on my cell phone as we speak. Um, and... The thing that we've mentioned before that I have been just enjoying the heck out of is trying to see the different offerings that various streaming services have when you are logged into an IP address, let's say in Germany or Denmark or New Zealand. I know someone that might be interested in that. There's just a ton of different stuff that I didn't even know you could stream, and now I can. Uh, Thanks, virtual tourism. Anyway, I've got to get back to dealing with whatever menaces Kang has brought, or I, I okay, I'm not doing it. We're just talking about the specificities of whether or not the movie was good or not. But regardless, if you would like to try out NordVPN for yourself, there is actually no better time to do it because they will give you a huge discount on a two-year plan with 30-day money-back guarantee, meaning if you don't like it, it's no risk. And I believe you even get a few months thrown in there for free if you go to nordvpn.com slash about movies. Again, that is our specific link that actually does help out our channel quite a bit, so if you are thinking about getting a VPN, and quite honestly, whether you're in the quantum realm or in, you know, reality, it is a dang good idea. Please do that, because you'll be helping out me and Shahir and uh, not really Ant-Man. You won't be helping out Ant-Man. But I don't know if Paul Rudd really needs the help, so I think it'll be okay. Again, that is nordvpn.com slash about movies and now it will grow us back right into the show, whose progress I paused because time works different in the quantum
1: realm. Whoa! It's like there's every so often a show will show up that's like a comedy or like a parody of something. Um, and and this happens like on SNL, too, because I'm just addicted to like mediocre sketch comedy and great sketch comedy. <laughs> yeah. But like I love watching the the, the stuff that's not very good um, because it's the problem is always just it's not doing enough to be clear. And it's, it's like there's there's probably intention, but we have to figure it out. And it's like, yeah, there's a way to write that like speech where it is way more heavy handed than anything scott would ever say mm-hmm. and you know even by the middle of it modox like is that was your dad just say that i think that was from like star trek or something but like they didn't i don't know they never go quite far and not they never but sometimes they don't go quite far enough and i do end up in this state of like i think that's what they were going for but i'm not sure yeah
0: well like case in point the 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 socialism line that's yeah. good. Like That there, was good. Yeah. That was made sense. It fit there was a line for if you I hope you've seen it now because 'cause we're in spoilers, but uh Hank says this line uh uh when he brings the when he's getting the ants together, whatever he's talking about, and he just casually says, What was it? It was the It's a, I know socialism is a very
1: charged word. Yeah. Because the ants have like I don't know well, because the quantum realm is all time stuff, the ants have also made their own society and it's a utopia or something yeah. and he's He's, you know, thrilled by that because this whole thing is just ants.
0: And so that's that's okay. Nice things. Here we go. I like Hank's arc. I do, too. This is the
1: most likable he's been in any of these. And
0: it's It's, the most Ant-Man he's been in them, I think. mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, I, I agree. He felt like at home and like he was doing a thing and
1: he was like psyched about it. Uh, yeah, which, that bit where he walks back, like comes back with the ants and just has like a little walk in and doesn't say anything. It's not a joke, but I was like, "Cool, he's back." Yeah, like, I liked him. That was very, uh, very good. I also yeah. think Michelle Pfeiffer did so
0: much with so little. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, 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 I'm, I'm always reminded because this is just, it, I, I haven't seen it. I mean, no, actually, at this point, I probably have seen a lot of uh, Michelle Pfeiffer films. But the, the, she's always just Catwoman to me because <laughs> right, of my yeah. childhood. Uh, and she was great in that too but like I'm always like oh yeah and I was happy that like she actually got shit to do here and she was a thing that was driving it forward mm-hmm. that's really neat I think what I'm over though dude is like plots that can be fixed with a conversation over the course of nine months like yeah. one conversation like mm-hmm. I get that that's a simple way to move things forward like but if you're gonna do that this sounds weird, but like I almost want to see <laughs> this could come off way worse than I think it is. if there is a trauma there. I want it to be not the trauma itself, but how the character is reacting to it needs to be right. set up more to justify this entire different dimension of a man she knows is known to destroy universes, still prepping all his shit. And maybe she should tell someone, like I don't know, the fucking Avengers she's all mm. friends with, that this is a threat, and maybe we should deal with it. But they, she's silent because it's easy for the plot, and they w- kind of hand wave it away with, with, um, like, uh, not PTSD, but sort of just like this, like, yeah. she's like, oh, it's too hard to talk. It's too hard to talk about, and that's, I don't know. I always feel like that's a bit of a cop out.
1: No. I agree, and I think this movie was, and I I hate to use this phrase, it is a good phrase, but I learned it from CinemaSins, so I, you know, (laughs) give me a ding for it, but they play the pronoun game like crazy in this movie. Everybody's talking about him or them or it, and it's like, you guys can just say what it is. We all know Kang's in here. Yeah. Just like, yeah, there's no good reason, like there really is no really good reason. I get that she's ashamed of it, and she's ashamed that she kind of led to this whole realm being destroyed. But, like, it does feel – it just does feel very weird for her character to keep all of this information from from the main characters and do nothing with it. Like, I guess if she – I don't know. Anyway, we haven't spent much time with her either, so it's not like we know exactly what Janet – like, what she usually does and how she acts. But it does feel like it is a very – convenient like i don't even know what it was maybe like halfway through the movie reveal of like the kang origin thing that easily could have been the beginning
0: i think i think the thing i'll I'll go back to a thing i like uh the scene the flashback scene where she's finally telling them what sort of happened when Mm -hmm. they're trying to fix a ship and kang and janet are just sitting outside talking yeah like I don't think the dialogue is particularly good, but these are two fucking amazing act- actors, both Jonathan Majors and Michelle Pfeiffer, just like again, doing so much with so little, like I felt yeah. in this weird CG space, I felt mm. like they were two people who were actually trapped. And I know that's a small no pun intended thing, like for one of these types of movies, but in a in a in a in a movie that is entirely almost other than walking down one street in Canada uh <laughs> yeah. like yeah. in a cG world I don't know like i i I actually I relished in those small moments when it wasn't when, it, when in those when those small moments happened and it wasn't just two characters saying I love you named character uh that I really sort of relished in that th- those small bits yeah
1: um, I agree I think there were there were plenty of those with those two I think um there were there were a couple of them with like her and Hank as Mm -hmm, well, mm -hmm. like, um, Michelle Pfeiffer, and and I, I do, it does feel like with some of these characters, especially with Hank, it feels like we did, like, a hard reset on his character and just made him way more likable and less of, like, a curmudgeon, um, and that's fine, because I think it mostly worked. I think all of the Kang scenes, like, were fine. I do think it is a little, I I think the way he talks is, it, it's almost like he speaks only in lines for trailers, because it's always just, like, Big giant like sentences that have the word time and a bunch of pauses and um, I don't hate it because I think he's cool but it's a very specific kind of um, kind of dialogue. It worked. Uh,
0: it worked for me through the mo- for most of it until I think the end when it didn't. It didn't now, change. Yeah.
1: What specifically do you think did you you hated about that? I'm curious.
0: So okay, now that we're getting into like oh, oh wait, sorry, one more small thing, uh, okay. Bill Murray. Drinks the thing and eats the little live thing in the glass and then they Mm -hmm. make one of those big and the natural thing, especially with Bill Murray being very okay with being murdered as a bit character in his entire career. I don't know if you noticed this, but I was like, oh, they're setting it up. It's going to eat Bill Murray. It doesn't Mm. eat Bill Murray. It throws him to the side.
1: Oh, I didn't notice
0: that. I just kind of assumed he got eaten. And I was like, motherfuckers. And that's the reason why I want to bring this up right now is that was my first hint that nothing in this film would actually matter for any Mm. character in this film. And I was like, they can't even do anything to this bit character whose actor is entirely okay with killing them off on camera. Yeah. Okay. So the last to so the end and I thought the the I loved like busted suit Kang and Scott Lang fighting because it was a great fight because it was a fist fight. Scott Lang is an Avenger but he's not like the fighty punchy Avenger.
1: Right, but he is like a scrappy guy from prison, kind of. So you're like, maybe he can figure this out. Like I yeah, and it's I, a good it's a good character for this. And I loved the
0: like Jonathan Major, especially on it like coming off, I think probably before or after, still in the same thing of his Creed 3, like just fucking jacked. Mm-hmm. Like uh like and walking and he's taking hits, but he's just like walking around him, just being like it, there's a lot of like shoulder size in it, like where he's just yeah. like, all right, let's just keep going. So I thought that maybe they would kill ant-man maybe even kill hope or hank those are my sort of mm. three things i thought might happen not that i don't like these characters and want them to die i wanted a setup with kang to have some weight behind it and so when the fight, the thing was going on and then the three of the, the four of them leave through the portal and then uh, the fight happens and then he's saved by hope and then the portal goes away after he gets dispatched in his little thing or whatever, after he air quotes dies, I have no fucking idea. Right? Yeah. Um, I was like, oh fuck, they're trapped. I'm like, right. that's awesome. Like, what I mean. if for a long time they're just there and there's no fucking way back? Like yeah. that. That's like them dead. Like they don't mm-hmm. have to die. There's just stakes. They sacrifice themselves to save the world. They stopped Kang. And there was some weight to their decision for doing so. And it would have made the sacrifice that Hope made to save Scott to give them some emotional connection because they didn't really have any in this movie. They they used the ones from the other, from from Man and the
1: Wasp. Those actors have no chemistry. It's bizarre that we're still trying this. Like, at at certain points with the, I don't even remember her name, but the Thundra, what was it? What was the, like, warrior woman? Oh, uh, uh, Gentora. Gentora. Every time a new like actress came on I'm like maybe this is maybe she's the one for him maybe right. this thing with him and the wasp is just or uh well I guess they're both the wasp but this in uh Hope and Scott thing can we all agree that it's not really working <laughs> it doesn't work move on yeah uh
0: i don't know i thought that could have been a really like and then and then all we got was another i love you scott i love you hope kiss moment thing but then Portal fucking opens because all of a sudden yeah. that's something they can do. I Remember, K- Cassie made the little thing that was like a, a radar into the quantum realm. It wasn't a fucking mm-hmm. portal generator. Kang found it and opened a thing and sucked them in.
1: Right. Kang's
0: dead. Yeah. They were there for five minutes and then they automatically just like open a portal back up and everything's a okay.
1: Yeah, getting into the quantum realm used to be a lot of work. Yeah. Like it was, they had the. Ch- truck that did it that exploded Thanos threw his big sword into it and that's gone uh-huh. they had the little ship that's also broken and then they had the the um suitcase thing that also had like a tunnel in it but yep. yeah besides those things like it did seem to be something that and it this is it feels just like Thor in Avengers where it's like I just summoned a lot of dark magic to get you to teleport here because the Bifrost was broken but we do still want Thor in this so uh <laughs> it works now yeah. like and it's yeah, I, I I agree. And then having Scott stuck there would have made so much more sense. Yeah.
0: And then I was like, because they kept like setting things up missing, setting things up missing. And I was like, there's gotta be fucking something dark at the end of this thing. And then mm-hmm. Scott walking down the street, and then he sort of has his existential crisis, like, Well, he did say that like if if you know that if he died, then bad things would be coming and this that and the other thing. And they kind of play it up horror-esque for a minute, but then they spin yeah. it to a joke because they remember that they're in an Ant-Man movie. And mm-hmm. I just when like I wish they didn't even do that. Like I I, I like yeah. they like they set up two perfect dark endings that that one of which doesn't even have to kill one of your main actor characters and could make this actually be talked about more in a like, oh my god, what's fucking happening like sort of way? Mm-hmm. Um and I know, side note, I know they've kind of done that with Scott before. I know he that's he escaped the blip because he was stuck in the quant. Like, right. I get it. I understand. But this set up the whole world, and the sacrifice was that he saved his daughter to do this. Thi- like, I don't know. It just it felt like there was so much uh, right. grist for the mill uh, that they just didn't bother turning into anything. Um,
1: Absolutely. No, I think that makes total sense. And I also think... Wh- <laughs> where we ended up with Kang confuses me a lot. I don't think they could have possibly have killed him in that moment, but it does seem like they either have to have killed him in that moment because the council of Kangs in the post-credit scene think he's dead. Mm -hmm. But then it's like, but then that, like if the count, who gives a shit if the council of Kangs is the council of Kangs. If an ant man can kill a Kang, like he's supposed to be much bigger of a deal then I'm sure there'll be some, you know, time travel nonsense. But like, I still feel like this movie, for me, the idea that this movie ends with a somewhat decisive victory over Kang mm-hmm. feels like a mistake. Yes, um, he
0: should be scary. We should be scared of him.
1: Yeah, and like now we're
0: just getting it, different costumes ripped off of ancient civilizations. I mean, listen, I love
1: the stupid costumes. I it reminds actually did Spy Kids three yeah. when yeah. Stallone's talking to himself in, like little cowboy hats <laughs> and stuff. But um, I was gonna say, I think. Looking back at, like, Thanos, because they keep comparing him to Thanos, and he's Thanos-like. um, How do you do that? Like, what, what were some of the things that they did right with Thanos? And this does feel like Guardians 1, where you could have had Kang be responsible for whatever was going on, but just have him be somewhere else. Yeah. I don't understand why Modoc wasn't the main villain yeah. doing all of the things Kang was doing with maybe a small scene where Kang and Modoc talk and Kang's like, you failed me, and then, you know, leaves. But, like, it just – it doesn't feel like – it just – yeah, it doesn't feel like Kang is any worse than – Gore or uh, who else have we had in these? I don't know. Icarus, like any of the bad guys we've had recently,
0: the Dark Elves. I can't remember. I never remember the Dark Elves name. Uh, Malachi. Malachi, yeah, I think Malachi yeah.
1: could take Kang. Uh
0: Like yes, yeah. <laughs> but like so. What I also what and what they what they're telling me at the end of this movie. That, you just said it perfectly. Okay, Ant Man can kill a Kang. Cool. So in all of these fucking movies, is someone just gonna kill or defeat a Kang? Right. Like and and if so, I hope not, because if so, how boring Mm -hmm. like I get and that if like the big thing at the end is like, oh, it doesn't matter because it's a council and there's millions of like I I, uh, like
1: I. Yeah, I can see maybe a world where and I don't like this because of how it would affect this movie and feel kind of like, you know, Rise of Skywalker, kind of undoing the last movie. I could see a world where Kang is like, oh, yeah, I didn't die during that. I'm just, I'm fine. And then he comes and kills the Council of Kangs. And that asserts him back as like, A, Ant-Man can't kill him. B, he can kill all the other ones. So he is the most dangerous one. But I just don't feel like, I mean, that definitely doesn't feel like what they did. And um, based on the other times we've seen him and the other times it seems like he'll show up, it's just... You know, the timely version in Loki, which we'll be mm-hmm. getting soon. Sure. And then I feel like we're probably not going to see him for a while, right? Like, there aren't too many Kang adjacent projects. I don't think he's going to be in Ironheart.
0: No. Like. I wonder if he's going to be in Fantastic Four.
1: Oh, sure. But that's like 2025, right? Yeah. Like, that's a. So I guess it's like. It's not that I don't think he is. It's not that I don't think that he works, but I do think setting him up as the villain for this. And then doing the Kang Dynasty later, it is kind of like I just don't understand what is why he's such a problem. Besides, there is an infinite number of him and they cackle and scream and yeah, wear little hats from a costume store. Yeah. Do you, I like that?
0: Do, yeah. I, I, look. I I loved the costumes. I will say the, the 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 leader one or the one with the tallest hat. Yeah, I did not like the faux Batman voice that was going on. Like an oh like yeah, the weird
1: talking like it, this. And I was it's like, fucking, "What's he's he's uh, he's in an Us situation? Yeah. He's like a uh, yeah." It's a very specific voice that when I heard it, I was like, "What is that?" Yeah. Oh, it's the that Us movie. So I, I just pulled up. I just pulled up
0: uh, Phase Five stuff. Right. So yeah. I don't think. Oh, well, here's the weird thing. If it wasn't James Gunn directing Guardians of the Galaxy 3, I'd say that mm-hmm. Kang was going to be in Guardians of the Galaxy 3. I don't think he's going to be. I think no, James me. Gunn wants to finish his thing, move on to DC, rock and roll.
1: Um, I'll say this too. I feel like Kang doesn't serve, like, as, at least with Thanos in Guardians 1, it was like he is somewhat connected to some of these characters and like he's a space guy. Yeah. So, like, if you're doing space, but this. Yeah, they're not doing time stuff or multiverse stuff. This is one of the only movies where it doesn't seem like they're doing that. Yeah, so.
0: and I yeah. will say, like, I feel like James Gunn has the clout enough to be like, no, yeah. on that. Whereas, for instance, you feel like Ryan Coogler would have had, um, mm-hmm. I feel like they would have had that clout on, on Wakanda Forever. But then we had all of that Ross Contessa stuff to set up Thunderbolts. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, OK. So, like, anyway, Marvel's, I have no idea what the fuck's going to be going on in Marvel's.
1: I'm doubtful he shows up in Marvels just because um, it. See, she, they all seem pretty disconnected from me. I mean, he could be in there, but I, I'm doubtful. Yeah. Um,
0: and then Secret yeah. Invasion, I think, is going to be very Scruffy. I don't think. Maybe yeah. there's a hint. Um, Loki is going to be all over it. Ironheart, yeah. not so much. Echo, I don't think so. Right?
1: I, like That would be weird.
0: I bet you Kang shows
1: up in a way in Coven of Chaos. I that's possible. I just feel like so what I think is happening that's interesting is we do have like Kang they keep telling us that Kang is the big bad guy. Right. Which is true, but also it seems like he's going to have to be sharing space with a couple of other big bad guys. Like I do think the scrolls might show up in Marvel's and mm. like maybe a multi thing antagonist. I also feel like Mephisto is going to be a big player in a lot of these stories. Ironheart is apparently fighting the Hood and like oh. Mephisto might be in that. Yeah, it's the dude from um I think West Side Story, I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I love I, the uh, Hood. I think the Hood is such a fun yeah,
0: like lower too. level villain like basically punching over their weight class and then of mm-hmm. course they get you know, I don't I love those stories so much.
1: So we'll get that, and then uh, Daredevil could definitely be Mephisto and Agatha could be Mephisto. Mm-hmm. So it does kind of seem like all of these projects are going to have to either be a Kang, a Mephisto, or a Scroll um, kind of thing, or or I guess a Thunderbolts is the other one because like I don't think New World Order quite fits any of them. Yeah. But um, yeah, like I would say Kang would make sense in Covenant of Chaos, were it not for Mephisto probably right. doing that better there.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I,
1: I, uh, yeah. And also,
0: I think to your point, too, you were talking about like what did they do with um, Thanos to set him up? And obviously, it was a lot of like sitting in chairs and being menacing and mentions and mm-hmm. d- d- hushed whispers. But we never saw Thanos defeated. And I get it because yeah. there's tons of Kangs. He's not defeated. One Kang is defeated. But like, th- I mean, weird, weird spoiler alert for the rest of the MCU. You know, the multiverse exists. We actually see two different thanos I So, like, there's right.
1: multiple Thanoses. So, like... And this is supposed to be the Kang all the Kangs were afraid of. So, if we can beat him... Yeah. I'm sure we could beat the rest of them individually and probably as a group. If, like... I really don't understand. I'm sure they have a plan for like Doctor Strange or Thor. But I could see a world where Thor just jumps in that room where they're all teleporting, cuts all their heads off and leaves. Like, yeah. I just I don't I don't see it. I don't know. Uh, it's funny. The more
0: we're talking about this, the more I'm betting that this Kang does come back and kills the to. Council of Kangs.
1: Like, yeah. I think Kang Dynasty makes sense to me if. And there's so many ways this could go because of time travel and stuff, but like. Victor Timely, like, gets another shot at like time travel, and then that one finds this Kang, and th- maybe they work together. To- well, no, that doesn't work. I don't know, but yeah, he has to kill all of them. Yeah, um, or someone else does, or Mephisto, or Scrolls. I don't know, but like, that's
0: the other thing. We have we have three heavy hitter like villain types in the yeah. MCU, and I don't know, like, is. Who's gonna be? Not that you need a, a big bad evil guy every goddamn time, but like that's what these movies are sort of set up as. So oh, yeah, yeah. Like
1: I don't know. Like I mean, it does feel like we're gonna get. It almost feels like Feige is not Feige, but like who? I'm Disney is using all the toys that they can because next time they have to use all the Fantastic Four villains and all the X Men villains. So like we're getting Magneto, Galactus, Doom. You know. The Sentinels, the Hellfire Club. So, like, at that point, it's like, well, who cares about, you know, Mephisto or whatever. Right. We want to do Mutants now. Um, and I have no idea how they're going to do that. Like, how they're going to balance. We want to make 15 X-Men movies, but we actually have to make an Ironheart and a Kang sequel or, or like, you know, whatever. But uh, that's a problem for the that's future.
0: A, that's that's future all of us's problem. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I Overall... Let's, you know, it just sort of uh, putting a bow on all of this. Uh, mm-hmm. Quantum Mania was not... Quantum Mania till about before the last 15 minutes, I'm like, this could be the bomb that I'm looking for. And then it bucked me off. And it, it fucking... I, I, wanted to, <laughs> I wanted something definitive. Like, I wanted to be like, I am on board with the MCU, or like, you know what, I can start letting it slide. And it did this thing that Marvel movies are fucking chemically designed to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, it drops you off right where you started. It's a fucking theme park ride, not to quote yeah. Mr. Martin Scorsese. The, the, we're doing an episode actually on extra credits called The Paradox of Satisfaction. And it, and it talks, actually mm-hmm. use Marvel movies, we use basically uh, like uh, No Way Home versus Logan mm. as an example before we start talking about it in video games. And how there's a difference in satisfaction there. Granted, one is ending a thing, and that's fine, because all good stories should have an ending. But the, and, and then he's coming back and whatever, but that's a time, you know, yeah, blah, blah, we'll blah, see. Deadpool 3. Um, the the idea that you can, it seems like there's two versions that you can do now in a story. You can either tell a really good story and, like, have it end and be, like, satisfied, and you'll want to revisit it every once in a while because, like, that was a really good meal. Oh, man, I'd go back to that restaurant at some point. Like Or... Mm-hmm you do here's something that looks like something you want. We use the, like basically like a real nice meal versus like snacks. Like I'm super Mm -hmm. hungry for dinner. Oh man. Oh, I just, I just got potato chips. Like cool. And then like, you don't feel satisfied you're eating and you're doing the thing, but you don't like, and so a lot of these films just take you on a ride. That's very, very fun and drop you right off with the promise that next time, next time you're going to, it's going to be it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I really wanted the first like swing in phase five to be a satisfying meal. And by the end of it, it wasn't. I am now back to where I started and I have no definitive answer whether or not I will continue to be hyped for these movies.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, they are so lucky that Guardians 3 is next yep. and they are the most consistently good movies in this franchise. Yep. Like, And it's going to be the one that Does, I'm sure, make everybody cry because they kill half the guys. So, like, that's going to be... I think what... Like, I understand it wouldn't make sense to start with that, especially because that is the end of this, like, franchise. But, like, that is probably the palate cleanser that people need to kind of get back into rhythm with the MCU just as an idea. But, yeah, I've heard that... I've heard a lot of people talking about the idea of the MCU as a show versus a movie. Like, you're watching an episode of a television show... And it does kind of feel like that, almost like a sitcom yeah. where, like, you have to restore the status quo by the end of the thing because they have to kind of be able to work in any order. And I I do feel like something about the way that the pandemic messed around with the way that certain movies in the order had to be moved. So, like, you know, Spider-Man was supposed to come after Doctor Strange or, or is supposed to come. Before, yeah. After Doctor Strange, not before. America Chavez was going to be in it, but then they didn't. They had to get rid of her. It does feel like they've kind of gotten to a point where it's like, because we don't know if this comes out before or after this other one, everything has to be pretty close to where it where it started. Yeah. Um, Just for simplicity's sake, I will say it is bizarre that the only lasting consequence of this movie was that they killed Modok because he should be the most reproducible like villain in this series like there's nothing stopping them for dragging him out of the quantum realm and him being the bad guy in ironheart for a little bit or something but um he is he is the one guy that died and like had a had a whole death um which is somewhat upsetting because i because you have a modok right behind you i have two modoks yeah well i have the modok action figure and then i have the mug oh nice and a drawing of modok in the mug yeah um so like i feel like it's an okay, the MODOK they made was a fun character, but a weird MODOK. Yep. Um, because, and I think it's almost, I don't know if we'll be talking about it like this in like 10 years, but it feels like sewing Deadpool's mouth shut, putting a mask over MODOK's face when he's fighting is like, that's the whole point is we get to watch his face make big silly faces. And uh, also, I just don't, I don't know. I, Corey Stoll is good but he's not Jim Carrey or any of those dudes. So yeah. like, y- you need a guy with a big rubber face to do a Modoc thing because that's what's fun to watch.
0: I know that they wanted to connect it and make it feel like it was part of yeah. the the MCU Ant Man, and I get that. I the I didn't. So you were one hundred percent right about the faces. It, when they did the mask thing, I was like, okay, I get it, because I don't think to be perfectly honest, the the whatever design for the stretched out face of mm-hmm. of him didn't work for me. Like, to be honest, only when he was bloody and dying did he look remotely real. And this is in a place where, like, I was believing in a jelly monster yelling about he getting holes. Like,
1: like, so. No, I agree. I think his face felt very flat. It didn't have a lot of definition in a way that almost feels like, and I don't like comparing things to this because it's like one of those ways that everybody makes fun of things on the Internet. But like a Snapchat filter over something where it's like you've stretched it out, but it doesn't have the contouring and like the light that would make it seem like it actually exists in the same yeah. space and, and it's so
0: weird that, because right. we know that they can do that and then it goes back to your previous right. point of like uh, they're stretching VFX artists too thin with too little yeah. budget and too little time uh, and it's just going to be like serviceable enough and then they slam a metal mask over him and call it a day.
1: Uh, right, whenever he needs to do something in the action scenes because it is just too hard to do the face. But,
0: like but even even then, it's funny there was a scene when he was floating down a hallway with the mask closed And I was like, how are you making this fully metal thing feel like it's not here? Like, there was, I know he's floating and I get that, but like, we've done floating metal things since Iron Man and it's looked damn fucking real. Like, Mm -hmm. what's happening here? And, and like, yes, I understand what's happening here. I'm just,
1: I'm complaining. Oh, no, but it is like, I think there's, there are a lot of like decisions around things like that. Like, I do think Kang, for all of the faults in, like maybe the way that the character ends, I think has a pretty solid a lot of the things about him that I was worried about worked. I think his costume was terrific, and I like how yeah. he his powers were visualized with like him just standing on a disc and it kind of disappearing into nowhere. Like that stuff was perfect. With with Modoc, it's like he was a yellowish, greyish, like brownish, like dusty gold. And like it just it's another color that fades so easily into the background of so many of these shots that yep. it's like there's no reason why he can't be shinier than everything else it fits with this guy's character and also like i just want to see him yeah i want to be able to see his little face and his little legs and stuff but (laughs) i don't know i mean maybe every kang has a modok because kang made him you know i don't see why they can't just bring another one in maybe every
0: kang's got a modok that's a that's
1: a lovely that's a lovely thought (laughs) It is. I hope. I hope that's what it is. I hope we get a council of Modocs in the next movie, or like it's like it's like the room full of Jerry's at the drop off yep. uh, in Rick and Morty. Like, there's just a bunch of Modocs playing. I
0: uh, I will say uh, th- this has been true of all the Ant Man films, but the costume design. When you're talking about uh, Kang's costume, I was like, what? Like, it's funny because Kang's costume is intrinsically silly, and they made it good and menacing. Like, uh, the, it, it, I was I was like, yeah, like like, and all of the costumes in this movie, uh, even down to I. I normally don't like Marvel esque, sort of like, how do I put this? The costuming of downtrodden peoples that rise up uh. and whatever. But like, even their stuff felt like it belonged in the quantum realm. Like, the colors, to your point, like made them muddy into the stuff, but that worked. I loved the design of the generic Kang guards. Like I yeah. love Fishbowl head. Like it, like it's mm-hmm. a, it's got that like weird like little jawline thing and I'm like I'm in it. Um so I will that there's a nice thing.
1: I loved there you the go. Yeah, the design. the bad guys were good looking costumes that weren't monoch. They yeah. all look pretty cool. And I think they Marvel they still they we still have like an over designed Ant-Man and Wasp costume, but they are at least like getting closer to yeah. one that is good. Like I think by the next movie if they just take some of those lines away, it can just be the original Ant Man costume, and then that'll be nice. Here's here's a question. I guess we'll sort mm. of end with this. Do we
0: want another Ant Man movie?
1: Uh Hmm. Uh so I would say I want another Wasp movie, but I don't really care for that character enough to like want a movie about her yeah um the only ant-man movie i would want would be a prequel about michael douglas in like the you know vietnam war or something or not vietnam wherever he was like he was i think i guess in the 80s like whatever he was doing um but and then because i imagine what they're gonna do eventually is have cassie join the young Young avengers Avengers, or whatever yeah so there's not a whole lot of space for her in the future of these so Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we don't do more. I don't know. What do you think?
0: So, like, I love... I love uh, Scott Lang in these movies, and I love Paul Rudd sort of as him. Mm -hmm. But each one has got less of the things I like in it about him in like sort of and, and they they're starting to and again because it's is a setup for the rest of the stuff it's just bleeding into itself and it did like this didn't feel like an ant-man movie they had some no. jokes inserted yeah. in it but this felt like uh I don't know uh what was the? What was the? It felt like almost like a multiverse of madness in in a sense, or 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 or. It, again, sort of like weird, otherworldly the way Thor: Love and Thunder kind of went. Like it just nothing about it screamed Ant Man, other than a couple insert jokes. And what bugged me did did Peyton did he write this too?
1: I believe uh, the guy I want to say Loveless wrote it. Loveless did write it, but did did yeah. Peyton write the other two? Uh, I mean, he can't have written too much of the first one, right? Oh, that's right, because he came in late in the game. Um, Anyway, I don't know. The
0: the first Ant Man was so different feeling, and like I Mm. know it was just a little nudge away from the formula, but it still felt like fun and small. And now that we've brought Ant Man to this place in this world, I don't think you can put him back and have him just do a dumb little thing. And so, like he literally punched through Kang City. (laughs) <laughs> like yeah. also why do lasers do no damage
1: anyway i don't know Yeah, uh, they're pretty they're pretty crappy when you really get down to it they don't shoot anybody
0: i think i only want to see scott lang in a not that i particularly loved Cassie. i mean cassie was fine i i i feel like all of the young avengers that they're setting up are the same character right now
1: yeah i agree rebellious uh, kid yeah.
0: But they're all like, they all just feel, and I don't know if it's the writing or whatever, but like, every one of them feels the same. And mm-hmm. so, like, I'm not anti Cassie or anti Young Avengers, but I feel like I've seen this character three times before. So I'm not like psyched for that. But if that happens, I would love if Scott was sort of like around. But I don't think, I know, right. I don't think I do want another Ant Man movie. And I think, could you imagine? If Kang just fucking killed Scott Lang. Yeah. That would have been cool. Or he sacked, like, something, like, everyone loves this character. New bad guy. You have, and and it's not like Marvel doesn't have characters. Like you just said, they're going to have a villain's
1: problem. Yeah. Anyway, I'm. I mean, yeah, I don't see why, like, I, I, I agree. I don't see why they couldn't have Wasp beat up Kang and then break the machine so Kang can't get back through and then trap them both there. Like, that yeah. does feel like a very Marvel. Because that also is like, what do we do in the future? I don't know. We let the next guy decide if uh, Ant-Man is currently the king of the quantum realm or he got out or after that yeah. somewhere. Because it's still quite open-ended, but it at least does feel like a a sacrifice and some, some sort of thing that our heroes had to give up. I will say, because I was trying to think about this. When you asked him, like, well, what other Ant-Man stories are there even left to tell? Mm-hmm. And, like, what other things have they done in the comics? Because we did Yellow Jacket already. Not yep. the way you'd expect, but, like, we've done that. Obviously, we did the Scott Lang Steal and Ant-Man arc. He's never met Ultron, which is weird, but I think it's that ship has sailed. Yeah. I think you could bring Ultron back, but I think if Ultron suddenly really cared about Hank Pym, I don't know if I'd buy it. Yeah, I could see, if you wanted to keep the Ant-Man brand alive, I think, obviously, this is part of my... My pitch that I made four years ago for Ant-Man 3, yes. an redeemable Ant-Man movie. Yep. Like, I think you could do an Eric O'Grady steals an Ant-Man suit from somewhere and we just do a new guy and maybe Paul Rudd has to, like, find him. But I don't think it has to be about him. Yeah. I think if we're doing something like that, we have to introduce a brand new character. They just made a movie or they just made a comic where Ant-Man has a there's an Ant-Man of the future Um, it's in the Al Ewing one from like earlier this year, fantastic, but he doesn't really fit into this yet. Like, I don't think he would work here. Um, and yeah, there's not too many. That's the other thing. There aren't too many other characters in Ant-Man comics, like in their orbit Yeah, where it's like, oh, well we haven't actually brought him in yet. Cause we really have brought in so many of the supporting players that Eric O'Grady to me feels like the only Only door left to open. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, hopefully, and again, I want to see Paul Rudd in the MCU. I don't. I would love him in 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 team up stuff or like anything like that. But like a story around Scott Lang, I don't know. Like, yeah. he's rescued his family so many times, and he has uh, he only stole something once. I guess he technically stole the thing here too, but uh, he just climbed a
1: pile of hymns and shot discs at it. So um, there was a lot of shooting stuff at stuff in this movie. They. That's how they broke it and then fixed it and then broke it again. Just shoot your disc at it. Shoot the disc
0: at it. I was so hoping there was going to be some sort of like he had to actually do some cat burglary, thievery shit to like do right. like even like in a weird like in that moment he could have like seen weird controls or whatever, but it looked like a safety cracked once or just mm. I don't know, just making shit up on the spot. But like well
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like it is funny because Kang does set it up as like, I need a thief. And it's like, that's not really what he's doing, though. You need a small person to jump around and shoot lasers at the thing. I know you get that Thief is, like, his deal, but it you don't have to, Kang. You're going too far to make this seem like something it's not.
0: Yeah. Also, he didn't know if he killed him or not, but then all of a sudden he knows his strict set of skills. <laughs> Just yeah. like, okay, yeah, right.
1: cool. Well, ever Every Avenger besides the one with the hammer is also a thief, I guess, in his universe. Sure. Captain America, Black Widow, Hulk. They're all they're, they're all, all like really chaplomining around. Yeah. yeah.
0: Anyway, it's, I so I still would suggest that people that are into the MCU go see this movie. It is not I, I, I would say Ooh. I definitely like it better than Love and Thunder. I pretty sure I like it better than Multiverse of madness is a better made film in my opinion but the the what they did to wanda doing her dirty like that after all the growth we saw in wandavision i'm just like i can't get behind it so like i don't know where it sort of sits Mm. there it this is not as strong of a outing for phase five that i would have liked it to start on it has not bucked me off the system if you like these things there's fun to be had uh uh yeah i don't know what about you
1: final final thoughts i think. So it's definitely for me, unless you're a big fan of any of the actors or the characters, I guess. But like and if you're a fan of big fan of like Cheedy or some of the other cameo guys, yeah. don't get too excited. But like if you're if you're really into some of these guys, then like, yeah, you go see it. You'll have a good time. I do think like it's breezy in the way that a lot of these Marvel movies are in a, mm-hmm. in enough so that I you know what else it's not overly insanely long like some of the rest of these have been recently so yep. if you don't like it you're not stuck there for three hours but um yeah i think for honestly for a lot of these what ends up happening is there'll be a screening or something or i'll go during the day because i have to see it for a podcast and hannah can't come because she's busy and i she will ask should we go again and i'll be like i think you can wait yeah. this is not i think you can wait for disney plus kind of one um I And I think where it sits next, because those ones you said, it's probably not as good as Black Panther. Although the longer I sit with Black Panther, the less I'm in love with it. But it's still, that's more of a movie than this. I think Doctor Strange, out of all the ones from last year, might be my favorite. Just Mm -hmm. because I do think it has the most consistent, like, themes. And, like, I do feel like it's the really the one of those where a character does actually, like, grow. I guess, like, you could say Shuri does, too. But, like... I, yeah. I like his arc in that movie. Shuri grows and and Doctor Strange grows. That's, that's yeah. the thing. I think
0: I know, you know we gotta wrap up, but but my always I always poopoo when Doctor Strange, but even if people go back and listen to the episode uh with me and uh Jasmine Boulard, the the uh the way that the way that Stephen Strange's arc does come, like, does move forward. And it's also like, it does that Raimi thing where, like, the internal thing and the external thing are the same thing. And, like, it does a really nice connective thing. The problem for me was I wanted more of that, not the faux Avengers getting axed by Wanda, who wants to murder everybody because she knew kids for five days and doesn't have the foresight to go to another dimension to find medicine if they get sick. Like, and I get it. Darkhold, it's, whatever.
1: Yeah, it's the dumbest. I mean, that was the year two of like the evil thing that you touch and it makes you even more evil because Gore also had the evil yep. thing. And like it was it's the it's the laziest way to write one of these. But um, yeah, but yeah, for all its faults, I do think Doctor Strange is the one that if I just was able to sit down and watch one out of these four right now, it's probably the one I would I would watch. Again. It's visually
0: interesting. Raimi does a lot. Yeah. Who doesn't love an undead Doctor Strange? Uh, Yeah, that's
1: true. Yeah. Who doesn't love it? That was the Dead Eye Doctor Strange was cool. That
0: was something that when I saw it in the theater, that was the only moment in any of these where I'm like, well, you have that moment where you kind of figure it out like a second before it happens. And then you get the dopamine hit. And it's just like, that's fucking awesome. That Mm. is the only one of the phase four movies that has happened. And so I got to give props to that as well. Yeah, that was fun. Anyway, this has been the only podcast about Ant Man and the Wasp: Colon
1: Quantum Mania. Matt, thank you so much for being another Matt here. It's been a pleasure. It is like the. It's like quantumania of mats you know it's multiple mat <laughs> dimensions and stuff when when how, how proud of they of themselves were they when they to the title up for this movie at the end of the movie and the ant and the man in quantumania came up slower than the rest of the yeah, words it's yeah like, yeah we get it yeah. ant man is in that word Yeah, we get um it. yeah <laughs> but yeah so so it's been a pleasure um uh, I hope I didn't leave the podcast in disarray post-revolution like uh, certain people left the quadrant.
0: Uh, of course. No, I don't think you did. Well, we'll make sure here clean it up. Um, That's true. But uh,
1: where can folks find all the wonderful things you do? So I would, I always tell people, if you have a thing that you'd like to see do that, put Nando few movies into the search bar and see if that comes up. My biggest ones, the three that are the easiest to to kind of centralize, Twitter is just where I will talk about whatever's going on. So there's that. Um, YouTube.com slash Nando movies. That's my channel where I make videos about, you know, pitches for uh, movies and sequels, you know, casting. I'm doing a I'm working on a Superman casting video right now. It's nice. going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I've got a lot of thoughts. There's a lot of men that are around that age and size uh, and some are better than others. So <laughs> I'm, I'm excited about that. Um, we've got that. Uh, and then I have a second channel that I just launched. that's more rambly kind of, um, you know, what the question of the day is videos uh that one's called the nando cut uh and um also obviously there's nebula where my uh where my Na- nando v movies videos go but then also i have a podcast called mostly nitpicking where every week we pick apart some sort of pop culture thing uh if you listen right now the most recent episode will probably be the one we did on the movie plane Ooh. which is not very good but it's interest. like the podcast is fun um but it is a very interesting movie that i just heard got a sequel so, there's going to be a movie called Ship that ex- like follows another guy. So Oh, my God. Maybe this will be a big franchise in, like, 10 years. So there'll, be, there'll be every locomotive and, you know, catamaran and a movie named after every single kind of thing. Have you done Masters of the Universe? No, we haven't. So, a lot of the times what we end up doing is either um, whatever the current movie is, if we can find it. Sure. It's, like, on VOD. uh the uh, a movie that is related to the current movie, so like you know, we're gonna do a Super Mario Brothers movie sure. when that comes out, or we've got a lot of um, we'll do a fundraiser or something every so often, and then if you donate X amount of money, we will just do any movie that you oh, say. Nice. That's why this week we just did and this one, won't be out by the time this goes out. Um a My Hero Academia movie. I've never seen that show. Whoa. I know nothing about it, but we did it and it's interesting. And um, so yeah. But we so no one has brought up Masters of the Universe and it hasn't been connected to any of the uh any release yet. Well, but they're making a new definitely, one, so are are they really? They've been on and off forever. Yeah, I was gonna say, I wanna say, like, was Noah Centineo was like attached to that yeah. at one point, and I think he's off it. Yeah, but um I've I've thought about it. It's it's come up because it is it and You know, Super Mario Brothers are of a very specific, like, hey, we don't really know what to do with this, but we do know it's supposed to be in live action. So we're going to kind of make a really horrible looking, (laughs) not horrible looking, terrifying, um, you know, version of this character. Low key. I love the look of the Mario Brothers movie.
0: Not that the new one looks great whatever. But I love I love the the look of the old John Leguizamo
1: one. I it's interesting. I, I
0: Oh, it's so I don't know what the aesthetic is. It's like so bad it's good. Um, I don't know. Well listen, if you ever yeah. need a guest for that or Master of the Universe, actually this movie, I'll even tie it back. When when Kang goes up on the on the big hollow screen and then Cassie takes it. That just oh, yeah. it reminded me of Skeletor at the beginning of the 80s or the, the nine, 80, late 80s, early 90s Master of the Universe movie with Frank Langella. Ooh. I was like, oh, that's so nice.
1: I was for me. That was a very like Andor. Like, yeah, I know. We just saw that in Andor. Oh, yeah, Revolution, that's true. And I'm a hologram. Like, yep, yep, <laughs> I don't yep. know. It was very on the nose, but I can't hate him yeah. for doing the thing that the really, really good show. Yeah. Did.
0: No, no, um, no, no shade there. Uh, yeah. Also, everybody, thank you so much for lending us your ear holes. You can email us in at OnlyMoviePodcast at gmail.com if you would like to tell us what you think about Quantum Mania or literally anything. Um, uh, also, please go watch all Nando stuff. I actually didn't know that you had started the the Nando cut. I just subbed to that. Oh, yeah. Uh, so everyone should do the same. Oh, God, you touched the wizard game. You talked I about did. it.
1: I I spent about 30 minutes just kind of going through, what are we doing with this? Like, how do we, how do we feel about it? I think it for if it didn't help anyone else, it helped me. Good, kind of crystallize my thoughts on it. I did um, one.
0: We have a talk show. Oh, we gotta get this, you on this too. We do a talk show called Extra Breakfast on the Extra Credits Twitch channel, where it's just oh. like we have people on and we talk about the gaming news of the week, basically. Mm. Uh, and of course, that was a big thing. But that was the the moment that I had. So yeah, I do understand that there there discussing it is uh is
1: necessary sometimes. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's there's a lot of parts of. Like there's just a lot of arguments for and against it that I think are interesting, um, and it's it's also one of those things where like I understand that it's not it doesn't necessarily have to be a yes or no answer of like you know game good game bad but the more you dig into what maybe works and doesn't work or like what part of it. It just—it gets more complicated it's, the more granular you get. It so. is incredibly
0: complicated, far too much for the end of an episode about quantum mania. I will check it out. Yes, I'm that's curious fair. What you think. <laughs> uh, everybody, thank you so much, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. I think next week we're doing the last of our Oscar films, which means I'll be ripped out of the 2022 hellhole that I'm in. No, the movies have all been good. No, I'm psyched. We're doing uh, Women Talking, because it's the last one I haven't seen yet. Oh, okay. And then I think it's our best of slash Oscar thing, so that'll be good. And then I can watch more films from 2023.
1: Yeah, I mean, Plane is just sitting there. It's waiting. It's on VOD. Yeah. Can't um, can't wait That is to... the only other film, so you know, <laughs> take your time. All right, everybody. We will talk at you next week. Bye.
0: Bye. Bye.